What's good, everybody? We're back at it again with another episode of the Wrong Sir podcast. And I am I'm extremely excited about this. All right. So happy Friday for everybody who's listening. If you're actually listening on the day the podcast comes out, if not, I'm wishing you a wonderful day, whatever day it is that you guys are listening. Um, but I know that and as of today, I mean, tomorrow when it drops, it'll be February 4th. But this entire week, so much has happened within sports. So much has happened within sports. I mean, the, the with the NFL, Brian Flores and, and, and these different allegations and lawsuits, uh, Becky Hammond and her different contracts. And this idea that I'm going to discuss today, I had it in my mind and my arsenal. I had my notes ready. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm talking about. And then I was like, oh, it's a lot of other things happening. But something just told me like this is more not more pressing. But if I had this in my mind, this is what I can should continue to have the conversation about. So I had this plan. I'm really excited. I think it's one that's a little controversial. That'll get some people thinking. I think some will relate to me. Some won't. But I'm excited. I'm always excited for every single episode just because I know that these are necessary conversations. Right. But before we hop into it. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you listen on Spotify, Overcast, wherever you are, Amazon Music, I'm on there too, I'm everywhere. But if you're listening from any of those platforms, please, please, please subscribe, um, leave a five-star star, five star review. And if you can leave a written review, that would be amazing. I would greatly appreciate it. If you guys are watching on YouTube, thank you. Thank you for tuning in for my visual people. Um, subscribe, press the red button below if you haven't. And let me know your thoughts in the comments. Let me know what you think about this episode. But honestly, y'all, we're gonna hop straight into it because I've been excited to talk about this. So um, as you guys know, like in 2020, I started this podcast and I started it out of the hopes of like, you know, having the mission of moving forward, you know, that initiative with women and having controversial conversations. But one of the main reasons I did it was because I wanted to get into the sports industry. I was just fresh out of my freshman year of college and I was really figuring out like, okay, I see a lot of people want to work in sports. Like the closer I got to it, the RST program, I joined the Sports Business Association on campus. I was like, Woo! It's a lot of people with my same idea, right? And I don't think I really realized how many people genuinely wanted to work in sports. It can be such a saturated market because there are fans, there are people, and there are so many different departments, right? And so I started it because I wanted to work in the sports industry. And outside of the podcast, I was one step towards getting um, noted within the industry and for people to know me. But I started interning. Um, I started networking on LinkedIn, getting different opportunities and really trying to figure out how can I make sure that people in the sports industry know who Anaya Jones is, right? That was the key. And to show them I'm credible, to show them that I have validity, that I can contribute to your organization and to show myself like, hey, every dream that you have, you can do with putting in a word. And I say all of that to say there are a lot of people out there who are listening to my podcast also who have aspirations to be in the sports industry. And this, this, this episode, and I'm talking to specifically African-American people, whether that be undergraduates, whether that be adults, whatever, and you're working in the industry or you're trying to get your foot in the industry. You can be trying to work at an ESPN, an NBA, a Bleacher Report, um, what else, a sports center. I mean, so many different places, right? So many avenues. And I've been just, um, the podcast has made me want to get into the journalism space. And I just started noticing that a lot of opportunities are only for HBCU students. And I'm just like, but I go to a PWI. I'm African-American, but I go to a predominantly white institution. 
And I started just ever since, you know, George Floyd's passing, we have seen these companies and organizations have an initiative for Black Lives Matter and all of these things, right? And when the bubble happened, there was a big initiative. Let's put Black Lives Matter on the court. You got players talking about it, this whole thing. And essentially, it was just a trend because there ain't no Black Lives Matter on the court anymore in the NBA. We aren't having press conferences and conversations about it anymore. Everything is just like in the moment. It's momentary and it's temporary and it's not permanent. And so something that these organizations such as the NBA and ESPN have done is try to find ways to implement more opportunities for black people. Right. Amazing. But how amazing is it? How amazing is it? Because we see things like Brian Flores and it's just like, did you genuinely want an African-American person a part of your organization? Or are you only doing it because George Floyd passed? Or are you only doing it because these players were going to strike and uh, that's money if Ron don't play? What's your initiative? And it's like sometimes people say, you know, be grateful. Be grateful that you guys have opportunities. But I'd rather the opportunities to come from you being genuine, genuine and wanting to provide us with this rather than you having to feel the need to check a box. I mean, this can go to the Rooney rule. This can go to Brian Flores' case. We just see all of this. Let me get these black people to my org so black people don't complain and we can say that we have diversity. But do you have inclusion? And that is the question that I'm posing today in this episode. Diversity, we have these flyers and these different opportunities and scholarships for HBCU and black students. But is it inclusive? Is it inclusive? Do you just want black people to say that I'm doing this or is there inclusion? So I know you guys are like, okay, and I HBCUs, like what's wrong with us giving HBCU op- opportunities? I'll start with this. There's a minority within the minority. And I say that because lots of times we have organizations, the NBA HBCU scholarship, Roden Fellow, the Yard Runner Opportunity, um, the Undefeated ESPN, great initiatives and great organizations, but it's only for HBCU people. But you have to think about Okay, wait, let's unpack it. Why did the NBA start Yard Runners, the initiative? Why did they put out the HBCU scholarship? It's to provide Black students with more opportunities to be a part of their organization. But Black students only go to HBCUs? No, because last time I checked, I don't. I go to a PWI. And so this is my thing with these organizations. It's like, essentially, you're only doing this because you want Black people, (laughs) to be a part of your organization or give black people an opportunity. But if we put out a scholarship, instead of saying an MBA HBCU fellowship, if we say MBA African-American fellowship, it it doesn't sound good. It's not the best for marketing. It's not the best to look as if you're posing an initiative because it seems as if you're just giving black people opportunity. But MBA HBCU fellowship, oh my God, we're giving HBCU students an opportunity and these black universities and this and that. But deep down in your heart, you're only putting that there because you want black people. So my question that I'm posing to these organizations is how do we have diversity, but also include the minority within the minority? Black people are the minority, but HBCUs is what we think about when we think about African-American undergraduates. But they are African-American students who go to PWIs. And for all my HBCU people out there who are like having the HBCU versus PWI conversation, sometimes Black people don't have a choice. And y'all know that. I didn't have a choice. And it also comes for ignorance and lack of education. 
a lot of the times our parents in the black community who probably weren't exposed to colleges or didn't go to HBCU aren't necessarily telling their children, go to Howard, go to Grambling, go to Hampton. No, go to University of Illinois because it's the number number five ranked business school among public schools. Go to Indiana University, go to the UNC's, go to the Dukes because, oh, that's where the big network is. That's where the money is, right? And so sometimes it's not a choice. I'll be transparent. When I was going through my college um, just application process as a senior, I never thought about an HBCU. I only applied to one and I applied to Howard because I just wanted to feel good to like, girl, I got a Howard, right? But I didn't think about it because I wasn't taught that these were the top schools. This is not what's on the internet. This is not when you look up what are the top sports management programs um, or business programs in terms of all universities, HBCU school did not come up for me. And then it comes with the problem that black people do not give back. So we take from programs and we leave and we go from Howard's and we have the Lance Grosses and all of these great people who have graduated from these universities. But it's very unlikely that we give money back to programs, which is the difference between why, why HBCUs have a lot of funding. And I mean, HBCUs don't have a lot of funding and PWIs do. And so it came down to the decision for me, money. So I had to use, I had to choose the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And so my question is, you're putting HBCU in front of the name of these organizations, these like opportunities, just so you can bring Black people, but Black people are everywhere. So how do we figure out a way to include all Black people? Because it's really what you're trying to do. I mean, why do we only have to limit it to HBCUs? I've had, I, I want to be a Rodin Fellow. I can't do that because I'm not an HBCU student. I want to be a part of the Yard Run Initiative. I can't do that because I don't attend an HBCU. I want to apply for the recent MBA HBCU scholarship. I can't do that because I'm not a part of an HBCU. But that's not the only place that Black people are. And so I'm just going to go through the descriptions, right? So the first thing that comes to my mind, the undefeated ESPN. The description of it is the premier platform for exploring the intersections of race, sports, and culture. Now, the Roden Fellow opportunity is under that. The Roden Fellow description is the Roden Fellows Initiative is a training program for the next generation of sports journalists from historically black colleges and universities. Now, it's headed by William C. Roden. The fellowship um, established as a part of the undefeated's mission to develop new voices and serve as an incubator for future multicultural journalists. I'm sorry. It's open to outstanding undergraduate students at HBCUs. Okay, I'll give you the MBA HBCU fellowship description. The MBA HBCU fellowship program aims to provide career development opportunities in the business of basketball for undergraduate and graduate students from historically black colleges and universities. Current full-time HBCU undergraduate, rising juniors and seniors, and graduate students. Okay, I'll give you the Yard Runner Initiative description. Originally curated by the minds of HBCU alums from ideation to achievement, this effort right here is designed to shine a light on the Black community by financing and producing programs for athletes to grow and amplify their voices while telling their stories. Keyword here, designated to shine a light on the Black community. The Black community does not only exist at HBCUs. All of my people who work at the NBA, all of my people who 
are doing this. And I'm not saying we should take the opportunities away from HBCU students because this is absolutely amazing that they're being presented with these opportunities to build their resume, to build their portfolio. But if the initiative is for the Black community, what you're saying underlying, please don't put HBCU in there just to make your marketing look well and not include every single person that's a part of the holistic Black community. It's like sometimes we forget that Black people attend other universities. And it's okay that we attend other universities, but if you want to give Black students an opportunity, give them all an opportunity, not just select few. And so that's where I pose the question, what's the difference between HBCU and Black students? Nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. HBCU has great culture. Yes, PWIs are different, but you're just trying to get Black people, so why not include them all? So this is my challenge for anybody working within organizations, whether this can be a Bleacher Report, whatever it is, how do we figure out a way to get what we want by just having more Black people and giving more Black people opportunities without not being inclusive to all Black undergraduates and graduate students? We have to start thinking about that. We have to start changing the wording of things. And also, I think, you know, just try to figure out how can we not be offensive as an organization, but essentially say, hey, this is an opportunity for all African-American people. Simple. You get what I'm saying? And so the question is now, too, why are they doing this anyway? They're doing this because of this marketing initiative makes it look better for HBCU CU students. It looks like we're helping the black community. But also, if you guys don't know, every single year, the Institute of Diversity and Ethics in Sports Business hands out racial and gender report cards. I just figured this out the other day by doing research in one of my class. And they hand out grades for every organization in race and gender. And in the past, um, in 2021, or 20, yeah, 2021 or 2020, they gave the NBA a A plus in race and a B in gender. So the NBA decided to launch the future um, sales program, future sales stars program. And, the you know, all these different programs that they've recently given out because they want to just improve their racial and gender report card. Y'all. You never, ever think about this. We never even think, dang, organizations get report cards in terms of gender and things like that. There's a whole institution that looks over them to do this. So, of course, we're going to find any in any and every way to make sure we get an A plus in all categories to look like we are the best organization for black people. But sometimes when black people get in these positions, you're racist or you don't understand how to work in an environment with African-American people. And so those are the two reasons behind why they're doing these things. You know, I'm happy that everyone is gaining more opportunities. I'm happy that Black people, you know, at HBCUs are getting more opportunities because they weren't afforded a lot previously. And I'm glad that we're considering more Black people. But let's not forget the minority. Let's not forget the people who aren't a part of the majority when we think about Black undergraduates going to college, right? And so... Some HBCU students will get mad to say they have less opportunities when you're listening to this. And it doesn't matter because, you know, PWIs have a lot of resources and y'all have sometimes maybe a bigger network, et cetera, and more money. That don't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a thing because we're talking about the bigger organizations who are looking to include more black people. You know, and so for me, I just this is my encouragement for any, I might even send this out to people who work at these different organizations, like to be real. Let's start being more progressive. 
Progressive is not just HBCUs. Progressive is not just checking the box and feeling a need to put out a scholarship simply because we want to look better for a racial and gender report card. Progression is including all black people. Progression is not just adding more diversity to our organizations to say you got salt and pepper, but to say that we're actually including everyone and we're giving everyone the right opportunity. But most importantly, we think of them first. I don't want you to just accept me with a program simply because you need to check your quota box. I want you to accept me because you think Anaya Jones's resume is just as credible as Billy Bob or Sarah. Simple, you know? And so I would say just this is my encouragement to think more for all of these organizations and just to think about the people that you're leaving out. I miss out on so many opportunities because I don't attend an HBCU, which in my opinion, isn't fair. And we have to start thinking more about it and why people are doing certain things. So think about that there's a minority within the minority that we have. Um, and that's really all I got today, y'all. I didn't want this episode to be long. I just really had something on my chest about things that I was seeing within this industry and things that I feel like should be changed. And it would be remiss of me if I felt some type of way and I didn't put that out there and I didn't tell people. So I would love to hear you all's thoughts. Comment below. Um, in my YouTube section, if you are on Anchor, you can send me messages, uh, leave a review, etc. But I want you guys to think about this. I want you guys to think about the different opportunities. And when you get the position, if this is a white person um, and or a person who's not even black, when you get the position to have an organization and you want to have inclusion and you want to provide more opportunities, remember to be inclusive of all of the minority and not just a few. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to catch you on the next episode and we out.